podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Yeah, that was good. Thank you. (laughs) So what's getting, what is Zoom bombed? What does that mean? Oh my God. Well, so as people know, people are aware that like I'm either the 12th that meeting. I don't know if we ever uh, talked about it. Well, like I'm in recovery. I feel like it's been uh, talked about in chat. Anyway, that's been going on for a very long time. And, um, and sorry, my tea was drinking. Um, what it is is that like so if you're in a Zoom meeting, um, there's people right now like there's an entire Twitter about it. I learned today, um, and they post like Zoom meeting links on there, and people go on there and basically like baba boo the meeting. Like, wait, what do they do? They, I said they baba booey. Like, remember baba booey? Oh, they just come on. They go Baba Booey. No, like, but it's like uh, it's like the next generation of Baba Booey. So it's like in in this instance, um, like they were just like coming in and being like, there was like this one clip they kept playing. And it was like I want the dick or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, apparently, it's like a clip that's on. Um, what's his face? Howard Stern. Um, yeah, and then apparently in a different meeting, they um, the, like people put up like child porn. Oh my god, that's yeah, fucked which is, up. Like, actually, well, yeah, it's like really fucked up, but also like that means you have child porn on your computer, so I guess the cops can come for you now. Like, what the f- people are so stupid. Yeah, it's that is like really fucked. Wow. Um, but like, why are there trolls? Like, like it's so funny. I'm like internet trolls. Like, they must be like twelve years old or something. The people, the I, people that well, do I, this. Yeah, people probably have, like, plenty of reasons that they do it. Um, I mean, if it is, in fact, kids, probably, like... That's how they the got the child situation porn. It's, like, make, like, they're looking for other shit to do because, you know, you know how it is when you're young. and Yeah, I crank called people when I was... And, like, yeah, but I feel like for them, like, their situation now, like, it, they just must be so restless. Yeah. But I don't know for sure that it's kids either, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I used to, there there was people one time, like an event page I had on Facebook got like meme bombed by somebody. And it was like a bunch of like Nazi memes and stuff. It was like really disturbing, but like, apparently that was like a thing. And I was just like, why? Like, it's just to be like a fucking asshole. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To like cause a, I don't know. Uh-huh. So protest something that doesn't need protesting. I don't know. I guess there's like other ways to act out on that impulse that might be more constructive. So uh, what did they do to to you guys? Oh, they just like they kept like they played like a couple of like rap videos. Um, they played the I want to suck a dick that got played a couple times. 
And then, like, yes, it's just, like, honestly, I don't even see how it's that entertaining because all that happened was everyone just, like, got annoyed and, like, quiet and, like, the person who was, like, in charge of the meeting was just, like, all right, I'm trying to get them out of the meeting. And then they just shut down the meeting and we went to a different Zoom room. That's it. That's all. Like, it's fucking stupid. Um, can the people that are, like, Zoom bombing, are they, like, listening to your meeting, too, though? Oh, yeah, totally. Here. That's fucked up. Well, I mean, that's so, yeah, there's, like, mixed feelings about, like, the Zoom meetings and these programs because um, anyone can sign in. Like, all they have to do is, like, go on the website and see what the link is for the meeting and sign in. Like, anyone, if you have a stalker, they can sign in and listen to you, you know? Yeah. That's And you wouldn't know if they were there like you would in a real meeting. Yeah. Like, a real-life meeting. Oh. Um, So, yeah, there's definitely shortcomings. Um. Well, uh, well, thank you for letting me know about Zoom bombings and enlightening myself and other old people on the listening to the pod. Um, yeah, the more you know. Um, so, hey, you're listening to Two Hosts from Delco with Beth Heinley and Maureen Cummings. Uh, my last name is spelled H-E-I-N-L-Y. And Maureen's is C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S. Maureen is yeah, not... Two M's. You're not on social media, though. So no, fuck that. Um, Happy person. There's no way to get a hold of Marine or or to stalk her in any way. <clears throat> um, I'm Berth Heine on um, Instagram, and I am Beth Heinley on Twitter. But yeah, or you can find me by my handle is loser, and then I have a bunch of stars after my name. Um, it's meant to be ironic because it's not that. What? Like your loser name? It's not ironic. It's true. Okay. I mean, just making sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to like message us, we actually did get a message on our SoundCloud like six months ago. Really? Yeah. Um, what was it? Well, it's another podcast, and it's called cool. Love. It's called Love, and then what? And uh-huh. they said, "What's going on, girls? Love the content. We are another Delco-based podcast, and we would love to have you on one of our episodes. Maybe we can come on yours as well." That's Did dirty. You, That's. Dirty. Uh, I was just gonna say, I would love to have a couple girls from Delco come on me. um a good cross promotion let us know you can message us on here anyway i didn't listen to the podcast or respond to their message and it was it was actually i wish you told me because i will totally listen to their podcast and i would totally go on their podcast okay well you listen to the podcast then and let me know all right um because well like they're probably it's a delco podcast oh wait there's nothing here Oh, probably because you didn't, like, respond. They were like, our podcast is a failure. Uh, maybe. Like, but it can't, like, totally not exist. Like, why is that? Are we being, um, like, SoundCloud message bombed? I was going to say, probably being pod bombed. Um, people need to, like, or though, maybe they, like, only did their podcast, like, oh, wait, here we go, for, like, a month. And they were like, fuck that. I'm not doing it anymore. Thank you very much. Um, you very, very jealous of them. 
But no, I do see it on like Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. Um, and other places, and it looks like oh, they've been on for a while. They're they're they have sixty four episodes. Oh, cool. And they actually have re- they have reviews that aren't them, unlike us. Oh, weird. Well, it sounds like we would be winning if we went on their podcast. Um. Although this sounds like maybe their girlfriend or somebody they know wrote in because the review is, or maybe they did write their own reviews because this one is uh, the best podcast you've never heard of. The host is hot and smart and cute. Also, you should listen, like, and subscribe on YouTube and Insta. That sounds like a self-review to me. It does. I feel like they're probably similar to us. Um, anyway, yeah, maybe we, maybe we can listen to it. And then we can, like, although I don't know what they think they could gain from being on our podcast, because we really... They just think they like our content, Beth. Maybe it's, like, a a labor of love, like ours. We've had zero plays in the last 24 hours. Um, Our last podcast, (laughs) our last episode, episode 59, The Swedish Cabin, which is a uh delver county staple location uh got 58 listens so i don't know i don't know i don't know what they think they can gain from being on our maybe we can gain something maybe Maybe they just felt bad for us maybe they were like these girls really need help Uh, yeah (laughs) but yeah so you can message us on soundcloud if you want um you know i'm sure they know we don't do any research on our podcast or anything like that so I mean that's like the it's it's the only thing that we it's like the only consistent part of our podcast that and like honestly so today we're talking about angel numbers <laughs> and I was like looking through like I think we're very close to like being categorized as like a pseudoscience um podcast oh yeah fuck yeah Love Be- it. because we pretty much like we've talked about like synchronicities reincarnation dreams terrence mckenna angels we we did an angel episode um parallel universes meditation yeah we're pretty pseudoscience on here oh yeah that's i love it i mean i can't be any other way i think we did do um a cartology episode because i've been like because I talked about numbers and numerology in that episode as well. And I was like, how have we not done a numerology episode? I guess it's just too easy. Um, but we're like bouncing around numerology. And now we're, now we're going to talk about angel numbers today. And one reason I wanted to talk about angel numbers is because we're in the year 22. Oh, and interesting. 2032. Yeah, yeah. So oh. there's like... Um, a lot of people speculating like that, you know, or, or positive vibes, like this is going to be a good year because, uh, it has the angel number 22. And, um, so that just made me be like thinking about angel numbers. And also like for the longest time, since I was like young kid, um, two, two, two's been like my lucky number. And I've like loved the number two, two, two. I just love the way it looks. Really, my I mean, parents have a two, a thing with twenty-two as well. Oh, that that's their favorite number. That's when their anniversary is. It's on the twenty-second, and now they live in twenty on twenty-two. Like that's their address. Wow, 
Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this a bunch of times, actually. Me and you? That it, yes. And, like, not only, I feel like, is it 22, it was, like, even in high school, I remember talking about it, because that was, like, one of my, it was, like, influenced by my parents, and I feel like for you, it was also influenced, like, by your family and, like, older people. You know what I mean? It, that, I think, is significant. Well, actually, no one, no one in my family, there's nothing 22 in my family. Really? No. Okay. My bad. Um... But, yeah, the, the number 22, though, indicates that this is like me Googling. Uh, angels have your back and are ready to help you in whatever way they can. And I guess that is, like, the kind of energy I get from 22, just like a comfort kind of thing. Um, and I always got that projection from that number. Like, so that's why I was always into it. Like, I just, you know, because you, you don't feel so alone and lost out in the world and feeling like you're on some kind of because it's two you're not one anymore you're two and two and two yeah but like yeah you're not it's like the the vibe of two that makes sense you're not alone anymore like if you start at one you're alone number two now it's not alone um uh, there was another thing so like what this um well this extremely wealthy woman who ran the Fabric Workshop Museum here in Philadelphia, Kippy Stroud. Uh, And this is just a random thing I know um, from people that knew her, that her favorite number was 22. And it's just some random thing I knew. And then I was like an artist assistant for someone and we would, you know, have lunch every day. And I always wanted to have blue Gatorade. And they were like, they know know Kippy, they knew Kippy, and they were like, uh, that's funny because that's like Kippy's favorite drink, Blue Gatorade, which is like really, huh. it's kind of weird because she's like this super wealthy woman, like, yeah, why is she obsessed with Blue Gatorade? And it was like just this weird coincidence. Um, yeah. I mean, but I have no, like, I have no theory or connection here. Like, I have no fucking idea why, like, these weird kind of um coincidences synchronicities you might say connect Mm -hmm. with this woman but um and she actually she ended up committing suicide and she yeah she shot herself in the head with a 22 wow that's fucking sad yeah and a violent choice is she and like well uh what's that i said that was sad and a violent choice ways to do it i know like yeah uh especially like you think this person had like everything going for them too you know like i i really think maybe i mean who knows maybe she had some kind of terminal illness that no one knew about or something that's what i I mean reasons yeah maybe she i mean you know whatever like just having money like i guess i think it gives you a shot like if you want to get help and stuff but like ultimately you're still a human being and you gotta deal with whatever whatever demons are there like money doesn't take that away and it just makes it easier if you're willing to work on it uh also palindrome numbers are considered angel numbers as well um a palindrome oh you know like all of january was palindromes this year all of january many days in january like probably half the days in january i well december was like that too Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of December. My bad. Oh, okay. December. Yeah. Of, yeah, 2021. Because it was one, two, like the first like 11, 
days or something. Yeah. The first nine days and then the 11th, the 22nd. We should play we should play the um lottery on the 22nd of February. Okay. 222 lottery in uh years. Um well oh yeah, that was You can just buy tickets online now. That was like an uh, another like number thing I was telling you I was on the phone with this nurse and and she was like when's your birthday and I was like August 16th blah blah, blah. and she was like um oh, that's funny. That's my husband's birthday. And then I was like, oh, cool, Leo, you know, being like, hey, yeah. like, and, um, and she goes, well, actually, I'm a Leo, too. My birthday's on the 19th. And I was like, whoa, I was like, my ex's birthday was on the 19th. Weird. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, you know, I yeah. and it was kind of awkward, because I was like, you got married to <laughs> you guys got married. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let me tell you, uh, it didn't really work out for me. Yeah, you get two Leos of that week. Two Leos in that week. Wow. It was like, I would say, yeah, it was a very fiery um, relationship. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess it works for those two because they got married. But, um, yeah. Maybe one no- of them has like a fucking moon in Pisces or something. Yeah, I mean, my moon in Pisces really makes me very different, I think, from a lot of Leos. In that way, I forgot your moon was in Pisces. I just said that as an example, but yeah, I think oh, it yeah. definitely cools you down and makes you more like emotional for sure. Yeah, it's about to. Um, and well, and we went, yeah, we went over our charts. That that was like we did an astrology episode too, everyone. Well, this is our pseudoscience. Oh, this is a pseudoscience I, pod. Sorry, before I lose this, I I did want to point out that it's interesting because we're, like, in this Aquarius new moon, and that's, like, very, like, social influence. It's, like, interesting to me that, like, all of a sudden, after six months, you brought up this, like, these people socially reaching out to us, like, to do a team-up. It's, like, very, it's actually super appropriate. Oh, you're talking, you think we're astrologically aligned to um, touch back with this other podcast? I think that we're under the influence of a new moon that is in Aquarius, which is like very social and like, um, like teaming up with the group for like some higher purpose and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think it's interesting that like this is the time that it brought, it got brought out of you, that it got brought up. Yeah, I mean, I it didn't bring it out of me because I really don't want to be on their podcast, but I did bring it up. Like yeah, that you talked about it. <laughs> talk that we had but uh yeah i also i mean for back to like angel numbers though um i like have always had a strong like attraction to palindrome numbers as well like my my (laughs) first apartment when i moved out of when i moved away from home was 969 um one of like my like neighbor that turned into a very close friend of mine their address was 1212 um yeah i don't know i'm into you always have had a relationship with numbers that was like you like see a lot of um i guess meaning on a deeper level than i do with numbers like you get vibes from numbers i don't like get necessarily like a vibe like you do i think it's interesting well, you've definitely like eleven eleven. You've you've um, been attracted to, and you've gotten. I get patterns for sure. Like, and I'm 
you know what I mean? Like I see like the, I get that numbers like have meaning and it's interesting to me, but it's not like you're were for you, I think on like a deeper level, like you see them and like you get a feeling, you get a vibe, like they have this like deep meaning to you. It's just interesting that like that's your as far as like archetypal symbols, like that seems to be one that you connect with a lot. Hmm. Um, so to get further into angel numbers, do you, do you want to talk? Uh, did you want to talk about what little research you did? I know we don't do research, but um, but we did read a little bit about angel numbers. Yeah, I thought um, what you had pointed out that they were connected to um, Pythagoras. That was what like really got my attention, even more than like the meanings of the numbers. Like mm-hmm. I have noticed, like I have this recently like I have noticed like repetition of numbers the number one like that's been repeating and I've been seeing it in threes and fours and also the number eights but it's usually like um and I work with numbers a lot at work I do like a lot of dosing so like it'll be like eight eighty ml or like 88 milligrams eight mls or something like you know what I mean it'll be like 88 or the number will be like eight zero eight eight so it won't be like three eights sequentially but there will be like some sort there will be a zero or like a space or a period like in that case it's called decimal marine Mm -hmm. um or a decimal something like that um the pythagoras stuff like i really did not know anything about him other than the pythagorean theorem and i've like brought it up to a couple people and they also didn't you know what i mean learn about that stuff in school but his like what I was reading about him was incredibly interesting and his beliefs and um, even that like he was like in power and by something to be like considered godlike. I had no idea. It's very interesting. And like what are like his beliefs are like that reality um, is mathematical in nature. Yeah. And definitely like um, we've talked about Donald Hoffman on here before and like pantheism like there's definitely the belief that um you know everything has consciousness mm-hmm. um, hold on. Um, yeah very close to also like buddhism that they believe um because well then there was the religion the um pythagoreans am i saying that right probably pythagorean pythagoreans pythagoreans Pythag- Pythag- i don't know pythagoreans so pythagoreans pythagoreans <laughs> Pythagoreans. That sounds like Pythagoreans. Pythagoreans. <laughs> anyway, but they had a similar um, belief as in Buddhism that you're reborn. They believed in reincarnation until your soul becomes mm-hmm. pure. Um, um, interestingly, this was the, also the time of the Buddha. This is 500 BC, so that would have been the time the Buddha was around. Oh, okay. Um, so. Yeah, on Wikipedia, his beliefs. Pythagoras's most important belief was that the physical world was mathematical and that numbers were the real reality. One, that at its deepest level, reality is mathematical in nature. Two, that philosophy can be used for spiritual spiritual purification. Three, that the soul can rise to union with the divine. Four, that certain symbols have a mystical significance. And five, that all brothers of the order should observe strict loyalty and secrecy. Also, is did... um. He do the like perfect like um uh the is he behind the algorithm of like the perfect composition? 
Hold on, hold on. Let me look it up. Oh, are you talking about the uh, the spiral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold on. Let me... I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Why can't I think? Why can't I think of no, it? No, I think that's something else. Is that something else? And I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I... but why can't I think of it? I fucking hate that I can't remember. I don't what know. It's it like kind of early on a Monday morning. Well, it's like you, you can't like be logged on the internet for like five seconds um, before um, seeing seeing this meme in your face. Um, oh, the Fibonacci. That's what it is. Oh, the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I have another website to read about. It's encyclopedia.com. Pythagoras, but this was the second thing I was reading and this is where I got like super interested. Can I just say this um, real quick though from, yeah. or am I interrupting you? You'll lose your thought. Nope. I have it right in front of me. Okay, cool. I just wanted to say the Fibonacci composition though is a series of numbers that makes a perfect composition, mm-hmm. which connects to Pythagoras. Pythagoras? Pith- why do I not know how to say it? Pythagoras. Pythagoras. Yeah. Well, in that every all nature is mathematical. Anyway, go on. That's I just wanted to say that. Okay. So. Um, sorry. Um, so yeah, there's like, he was like in power. So he lived in few details of Pythagoras's life are definitively known. He was born to Pythias and Minamarcos, a gem engraver or merchant on the Lonian Island of Samos in 571 BCE. He lived there until 532 BCE, migrated, um, to escape somebody and, um, by his teaching, when Pythagoras gave to his citizens through public speeches, he is said to have converted the city from luxury to temperance. So he was like in power at mm-hmm. some point. Um, in Croton, he founded an association, some of whose members came to exercise a leading role in the government of the city. During this period, Croton extended its power over many cities of southern Italy, okay, Italy, defending the rival Siberius in 510. There followed a period of internal struggle. Anti-Pythagorean movements culminated in a burning of the houses of some Pythagoreans where Pythagoras himself perished. Other sources have him dying probably at about the age of 80 in Metapetonum, where he had retired having predicted the events. Pythagoras's image as a wonder worker is variously attested. His followers who avoided pronouncing his name considered him a god or at least a semi-divine person. There you go. That's why I can't pronounce his name. Right, exactly. That actually makes sense. Probably you were one of his followers. Yeah. (laughs) Among rational beings, one is God, another one man, the third, like Pythagoras. That's the quote. Um, While some of his detractors depicted him as chief of swindlers and a charlatan, the ancient sources connected him with the Orient and its wisdom. He journeyed in Egypt where he was told the secret war of the priests. He also had contacts with the Phoenicians, the Chaldeans, and the Magi in Babylonia and was initiated into their mysteries. Among his teachers were Pherosites of Syros and Zeratus Zoroaster, by whom he is said to have been purified and instructed in cosmology. The, con- the connections of Pythagoras with Apollo, he was called the Hyperborean Apollo by the Crotonites. And he revealed his golden thigh to the Hyperborean Avarice, a priest of Apollo, who identified him as the god. 
According to other reports, Pythagoras was born from Apollo and Pythias and was the god's prophet among humans. He was credited with supernatural faculties, extraordinary mental powers, um, shown by miraculous tales that attribute to him the capacity of predicting future events, healing diseases, being simultaneously in different places, and taming animals. So more impressive than his magical relationship with the natural world are his connections to the underworld and the afterlife. He could remember his past lives and journey to Hades. Hence the much-discussed interpretation that sees him mainly as sort of a shaman. Kind of like Jung. The sources uh, unanimously ascribe to Pythagoras the belief in transmigration. This is what you were talking about, Beth. The belief in transmigration and reincarnation of the soul, whose origin can be traced back to Indo-Iranian cultures. Though most details remain unknown, it is safe to assume that for Pythagoras, the soul was the psyche, was immortal, being not merely the life or spirit of the body, but independent and in many ways an opposing force to the physical self. It enters other human bodies and certain species of animals, thereby experiencing the cycle of punishments and rewards that stems from one's conduct in life. The meta metempsychosis was in fact connected with an eschatology whose traces survive in the so-called acosmata things heard or in symbols. I'll stop there. Um, yeah, that was a good uh, reading of um, Pythagor. Encyclopedia.com. Pithic, pithic, what the fuck? Sorry, but you're not allowed to say his name anyway. You're obviously one of his reincarnated followers. Well, that was a great reading of Pythagorean, uh, Pythagoras <laughs> in a Delco accent. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, well, I have, uh, I want to read from the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, the general features of Pythagoras. Pythagoreanism. Okay, cool. The character of the original Pythagoreanism is controversial, and the conglomeration of disparate features that it displayed is intrinsic intrinsically confusing. Its fame rests, however, on some very influential ideas, not always correctly understood, that have been ascribed to it since in antiquity antiquity. What about antiquity? Antiquity. Antiquity. Thank you. This is like embarrassing. It's like listening to 10-year-olds read. That's like what this podcast is. <laughs> There's a lot is. of big words. I mean, what the fuck? It's like 40 <laughs> years old. So basically, our, you know, our reading skills have gone back to like sixth grade or probably like second grade. These ideas include those of one, the metaphysics of numbers and the conception that reality, including including music and astronomy, is at its deep, deepest level mathematical in nature, which has been true that it, music is mathematical. That's totally. Yeah. And astronomy yeah. is mathematical. That's like 100 yeah. percent true. Yeah, you can predict like it's predictable. Um, mathematical the use of philosophy as a means of spiritual purification the heavenly destiny of the soul and the possibility of its rising to union with the divine, the appeal to certain symbols, sometimes mystical, such as the tetratics, the golden section, and the harmony of spheres, the Pythagorean theorem, and the demand that members of the order shall observe strict loyal and secrecy. Uh, yeah, I just, that was like, the basic rundown of of this religion that that came out of his teaching but um yeah i don't know it's it, i i don't think it's like completely uh superstitious or strange to be attracted to some numbers or think like that numbers could be some kind of 
uh, spiritual, like the spirit world trying to connect to you to give you a message. I just don't think it's that, uh, that out there of a thing. No, same. I think they're one of the most basic symbols, like archetypal symbols of human consciousness like it's in your fucking dna like people needed that shit to survive from the beginning like you needed to know is there one lion or five you know what i mean yeah and i definitely like how many men are there like how how many men are in our enemies group like you mm -hmm. needed to have that um so just to give a rundown of like what each of the angel numbers mean as far as the repetitive sequence is um one 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 is intuition uh, trust your gut and listen to your heart oh. when when you have when you see when you see repeating ones, uh, and then one two is obviously a like divine number. Two 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 alignment. You are in the right place and the right time. Three 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 support. Your spiritual guides are around you and sending you love, support, and guidance. Four 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 protection. The universe and your spiritual guides are protecting you. 555 is change something new is coming and actually the other day I woke up and just want like checked my phone like immediately when I woke up to see what time it was and it was 555 oh <laughs> uh, 666 uh, reflect it's time to wake up to your higher spiritual truth and obviously in religion to 666 666 has a uh, reference to Satan and um, evil now and that's like another thing that we were kind of texting back and forth with with angel numbers and, and numerology in general and that it's like also very big in the Bible as well yeah. like um, remember the movie Pi I was thinking about that too no um, it was probably in the late 90s that it came out and it was about the um it was about this guy who was like trying to calculate pi, like completely calculate it, and like mm. the whole time he's like definitely going crazy. And then there's this like Jewish group also that's pursuing him because he's like getting close to finding pi, and mm. it's very significant to them because it's like the key, and like the the whole thing is like about how the Torah is all based on numbers, which it is. Like the Torah itself is based on numerology, which so the Torah is the basis for the fucking Bible. Yeah. As much as we as Christians try to not like be like, no, like yeah. 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 Sorry guys. Um but yes, it is yeah. You're right. Um seven 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 luck, of course. Um I never see seven seven sevens. That like never happens to me. Me neither. Makes sense. Um, 888 is balance. Like you were saying, you were seeing eights a lot. Yeah. Um, Recently. It's new. Like, the since we started talking about this podcast, well, it's weird. Have you been feeling like, uh, you know, your life is centered and balanced lately? No, I feel like I'm working on balance, though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe that's your angel or, you know, or some maybe. spirit guides, like, telling you that you're on the right path. Because that's, like, another I mean, thing. Yeah. I do feel like I challenge with it. I do feel like like if you're that we are in our lifetimes like meant to be on a certain spiritual life path and yeah. if we veer off of it or something like I think we like that's the point of like 
looking at like numbers, repetitive numbers coming towards us. Or if we're like working towards another goal and we're questioning whether we're in the right path, that's like another way that I think that numbers communicate like if we're in line or not anyway. Um, I think you're listen. I think you're absolutely right. And to back that up, I was watching a talk about um, synchronicities, like from a young man perspective, and that's exactly what they said. Synchronicities were is like your unconscious mind being like, "Hey, like you're either you're on the wrong fucking path, or like this is cool. You're on the right path." Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're not seeing something, or like maybe it's an affirmation that you're on the right path, or it could be like you're you're not seeing something. Like pay attention. Uh, 999, which is also another number that never happens to me. It's time to let go of what's no longer serving you. Release. So that's like a basic rundown. And then the other number sequence in um, the Pythagoreans, um, the religion is 1, 2, 3, 4 in that sequence, which equals 10. And I swore, like, I think it has something to do with heavenly bodies. So, like, 10 is, like, a, but I, I don't know. Oh, 10 planets? But there's not 10 planets. But there wasn't 10 planets then. Is there not 10 planets? How many planets are there? There's I nine should... if you include, but maybe they're including the if sun. If you include Pluto? If you include Pluto, there's nine planets. But does that include the moon? No, you wouldn't include planets in there. Right. No, you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't include the moon. We're talking about astrology. You would. So you would maybe, include the moon? That is black. But wh- wouldn't you include the sun? Is All right. So what is it? There's the sun, Mercury, um, Mars, Venus, Earth, then Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Jupiter, Saturn, no, that's nine. I said the sun, right? Plus the yeah. moon would be ten. Earth, and the earth. I didn't count the earth. So maybe it's the sun and all the planets? Yeah. Hmm. Although, I mean, I could be remembering it wrong, but I swear, because I read that. and no, then I, I read t- that too. And I told you about it, and then I went to go try to find it again, and I couldn't find it. And, um, but... The reason why 10 was one, two, three, four, which adds up to 10 was what was like a big deal to them because it was had to do with the solar system. So I don't know. I, could I feel like I read that too. About this isn't right. a educational podcast. So just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, whatever. Do your own research. We're lazy. Yeah. We're not going to do it for you. Um, if and, you came here to get something, go fuck yourself. Um, I also... What was, like, another... Oh, I told you there was, like, a piece of artwork. My boyfriend works at the art museum, and he was packing a piece of artwork and uh, to be mailed back out after an exhibit um, had just been up. And the address was on our block, and which is funny because we live down the street from the art museum. But anyway, um, the address number was 1234. And mm. he was, but I, and I was like, whoa, that's like, you know, the divine number. And it's like also on our street. It's like definitely like some kind of like, I felt again, just like alignment. Like I just felt like, you know, I'm living at the right, in the right place at the right time, blah, blah, blah. That's like kind of how I saw it. Um, oh, another thing that the, I didn't real like the Pythagoreans um, did which uh, I didn't 
which I think they invented actually, is that setting up the alphabet in numbers to like, because because mm. then you can like um, do numerology with names and stuff. Like, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, which I remember you doing in high school. I remember like doing this stuff with you when you were young. Yeah. Yeah. I did that like because, you know, like every other teenager that went to Catholic school, I was interested in witchcraft. And, uh-huh. and especially it, during the time of the craft. Yeah. I, I know. Actually, I was so embarrassed when the craft came out because I was like, oh my God, this is like my fucking life. And it's like really embarrassing that it's like that predictable that they made a movie out of it. <laughs> Welcome to the 90s. I know. I was like, I was like so the such the stereotype. Anyway, it was like Generation X kids, like yeah, like we're into witchcraft and yeah. like we're just like we have no meaning instilled in us. Like we're seeing that everything is bullshit. Like well, also that's where we were at that time. Zoomers are into witchcraft too on TikTok. They do like tic- oh, yeah? yeah, they do like TikTok. There's like TikTok witches. They do like little spells and shit like that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there's Zoomers are into it. Yeah, too. I feel like. I feel like there's, like, from the younger generations, much more interest and openness to, like, all of this because they already were born into the idea of, like, quantum physics and that, like, because we were taught that, like, everything was very solid and, like, a big clock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And predictable. And they are growing up with not that at all. Yeah. And they're, it's, like, post 9-11, too. They're growing up, like. Post-COVID now. Yeah. It's, like, there's so, probably nihilism. Dark My times. children come to me. Yeah, so, yeah, the Zoomers are really into this shit. Um, actually, like, Angel Numbers 2 is, like, kind of a part of the zeitgeist now because of interest from, like, Zoomers on social media. Um, gotcha, because I was like, what? Like, Yeah, no, I mean, I've known about Angel Numbers for a very long time, but, like, I have just been, like, seeing it on social media recently. Um, uh but yeah, my again, my most thing that I got into it was because of the number two 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 and like the significance of that. But also, um, the time eleven eleven. That's like a very popular one, and we've talked about that on the podcast as well. Um, and yeah, oh, I was um, I started reading Joan Didion's book, um, The Year of Magical Thinking. And it's a really great book. It's about grief. Um, okay. Yeah, it's so it's about the year after her husband died and he died of a heart attack in front of her. And um, but it's it's very good um, as, as far as like trying to break down, like, what is grief? Like, what's her her through her experience? And um, basically, psychologically, like what she's going through, she's a, she's not a mystical type per, like thinker, though. She's like she believes when a person dies, that's it. You know, you're dead. There's, okay. no, there's no heaven or hell or, or reincarnation or anything. Um, gotcha. She's not a very spiritual th- thinker. She's not. She's very uh-huh. practical. But um, which is kind of what is funny about the name of the book. But, and she doesn't, like, go into things that I find, like, she records it, and I'm kind of, like, I think it's interesting that she records things that happen, but she doesn't, like, really, really play into those things, and maybe it's, like, her way of writing that she just, like, inserts that into the reader's imagination and and doesn't elaborate, but, like, um, 
she like starts off the book being like, this is the first thing I wrote after my husband died. And um, this is how the file has been saved to my computer. And the time was 1111. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And she, but she doesn't say anything more than that, that 1111, it is like uh, usually saying, yeah. uh, someone from the spirit world trying to connect to you. And right, and I have had that experience after someone died of seeing that number over and over and over again. Yeah, like, that's... Like, it fucking happened, like... Yeah, no, that's, like, the significance of that number, um, but she doesn't, like, go in, into and talk about it. Another thing that she, after her husband died, she requested the log book of um, her building, like, from the front desk, like, with the notes that the front desk people keep on the ongoings of what's going on in the building on the night her husband died. And she had like, she put it in, you know, in the book that they recorded 920 took Mr. Dunn to the hospital ambulance came. Uh, and then later in the evening on that same elevator, like at like 10 Oh five or something, they recorded that the light bulb went out in the elevator and they had to replace it. Which is just like a stupid, you know, the light bulb went out, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's their elevator, and like it was literally right at the time he probably passed that the light bulb went yeah, out in the elevator. Crazy. Yeah, interesting. But she doesn't say anything about it. She just she just records it. She's like, "This is what happened." That's fucking cool, though. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a yeah. Like let the reader come to their own conclusion about what that means because like yeah, there's plenty written on it. There's plenty talked about with this shit. People talk, like, all the time, I think, like, just, like, like matter-of-factly about, like, having these experiences, especially around death, and, mm-hmm. like, it's so, so common, and we just write it off all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, like, she talks about the people having, like, thinking about people having premonitions that they're going to die before they die. There's a lot of people recording, like, things that happen, and you're like, did the person know they were going to die? Because, like, there's, like, just little things that happen before they die. Like, and I know, like, personally, like, with my brother George who passed away, there was, like, things, like, he bought a black Christmas tree. Yeah. Like, you know, for Christmas. but It was, like, an accident, but, like, I don't know. That's, like, kind of dark. And he did, before he died, like, have, like, really deep kind of, like, I'm sorry or making a, a... like making amends with people kind of conversations with people like the week before he died. Um, you know, so I, but you know, yeah. So there are like things like that. Um, anyway, I'm going way, I I went off topic, but basically, um, also I think the year of magical thinking, the why she titled the book that is her point in grief is that for the year that her husband died she was like in deep denial that he couldn't come back to life like she believed that he could come home one day or like she just couldn't believe that he died basically and it was like her her thinking that she could bring him back somehow but yeah yeah that's like a real like I mean I didn't have that in my grief but I've definitely like my mom like I've definitely heard her talk like that like you just can't believe the person's gone it's like you know mm-hmm. yeah it's fucked up anyway um 
I don't know what else where where I was going to from there. Well, I I don't know. I just think that our conscious, like our unconscious mind, it like extends way farther than we think, uh-huh. and that our conscious mind gets glimpses of that sometimes. And like, but unless you're really paying attention and probably doing stuff to like make that attention stronger, you probably don't see it at all. Like, and I think that in our society, we have been like systematically. I think over like, and I'm talking about hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Like, I think that it has been um, denied, you know, like by the people that are in power. I like think the Catholic Church is like part of it. Like, I think that we've been made to believe that we um, are a lot less like connected than we actually are because it helps us to be controlled by people who do like you know want to be in power and i just feel like it's been like over so long that it's like forgotten but i think that if we like paid attention to that stuff more like i feel like things would be potentially different because we're much more powerful than we even think Mm -hmm. as a species um other number things that I, i found the article that was like talking about the breakdown of of numbers through the pythagoreans um pythagoreans <laughs> can't say it Pythagorean. uh, pythagoreans um so three is male four is female <clears throat> and 10 is the most perfect number um <clears throat> Numbers were associated with names for magical purposes. The biblical number of the beast is 666. More recently, uh, cranks have sought the secrets of the universe and the dimensions of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Um, So apparently the mathematical equation to the Great Pyramid of Giza is a divine number. Uh, Millions of otherwise rational people are terrified of the number 13. To the, ex- mm-hmm. to the extent that hotels <laughs> omit it from their floors, airplanes do not have a row 13, and the numbers for Formula One racing cars skip from 12 to 14. So that, for example, 22 cars would be numbered from 1 to 23. Huh. Uh, yeah, there's the golden number written about the significance of the golden number, which is... 1.6 is that the is, oh this is pi mm. um which does occur in flowering plants and modern architecture but does not occur in the shell of the nautilus i don't know what the fuck that oh, is oh the nautilus i nautilus? feel like you're talking about the Fibonacci sequence right now yeah okay that's the spiral thing, but oh, I thought spi- it oh. was in the Nautilus shell and that's like the image you always see but that's what they're saying that it's not it sounds like yeah uh, many religions have their sacred numbers, uh, as do organizations such as the Freemasons, um, Mozart's music, uh, let me go on here to like, oh, okay. Here's the like numerological coincidences in people's names like so if you break down the alphabet and work out people's names so um 
So it says, not surprisingly, many people become convinced that these coincidences have irrational explanations. What, for example, should be made of the following similarities, not all of them numerological, oh, okay, between U.S. presidents, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln and John F. Kennedy, taken from a far more extensive list. Uh, Lincoln was president in 1860. Kennedy was president in 1960. Both were assassinated on a Friday. Lincoln was killed in Ford's theater. Kennedy was killed riding in a Lincoln convertible made by the Ford Motor Company. That's a stretch. Both were succeeded by Southern Democrats named Johnson. Andrew Johnson was born in 1808. Lyndon Johnson was born in 1908. The first name of Lincoln's private secretary was John. The last name of Kennedy's private secretary was Lincoln. John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald was born in 1939. Both shot Lincoln in a Booth shot Lincoln in a theater, fled to a warehouse. Oswald shot Kennedy from a warehouse and fled to a theater. John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald both have 15 letters in their names. The first public suggestion that Lincoln should run for president proposed that his running mate should be John Kennedy. Uh, John Pendleton Kennedy was a Maryland pop politician. Shift each letter of FBI forward by six letters in the alphabet and you get LHO, the initials of Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, shit. Anyway, oh. yeah. Um, That's interesting, though. So, the differences in month and number of the day in the month are ignored. Um, as far as the day they, they were born. Uh, but then they're like, all these coincidences cannot, can be whatever. Right. Disproved. Yeah, but still interesting. Uh... Oh, okay, so this was Jesus's name. Okay, so Jesus, because remember I was saying it was 333, but Jesus in Greek has a numerological value of 888, three repetitions of the number eight, which is often considered auspicious. Many people have discerned numerological patterns in the Bible. Uh, con concatenate the two digits to get 39, the number of Old Testament books. New has three letters, and three times nine equals 27, the number of New Testament books. This is getting, like, this is getting, like, crazy here. Um, oh, wait, here's 969, which was I was saying was my apartment number. Yeah, you were. Uh, so, Meth Methuselah is said to have lived... 969 years. This number is a palindrome, meaning that it looks the same when reversed. It is also the 17th tetrahedral. Why can't I say that name? Number. Meaning that if you pile up spears so that successive layers form the triangular numbers 1, 3, 6, 10, and so on, by layer 17, the number of balls will be 969. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, um, the 
the number one in the Pythagoreans um, was symbolized unity and the origin of all things, since all other numbers can be created from one by adding enough copies to it. For example, seven is one plus one plus one plus one plus one. The number two was symbolic of the female principle. Three of the male, they come together to make five as marriage. All even numbers were female. All odd, odd numbers were male. The number four represented justice. The most perfect number was 10. Oh, here we go. This number symbolized unity arising from multiplicity. However, it was related to space. A single point corresponds to one, a line to two, because a line has two extremities, a triangle to three, and space to four. Thus, ten also symbolize all possible spaces. The Pythagoreans recognized the existence of nine heavenly bodies, sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and the so-called central fire. So important was the number 10 in their view of cosmology that they believe that there was a 10th body, counter-Earth, perpetually hidden from us by the sun. Okay, there you go. Oh, that was from them. I've heard of that before. And yeah, that was stupid of me earlier to say that because they didn't know about Uranus and Pluto then at all. Yeah. That was like a century. So there was a counter earth that was hidden from the sun. That's But I've heard of that before. Yeah, um, what have you heard in, about in it? Agey, in new agey, like I feel like it's called planet X like modern in modern times. Uh Yeah, and and harmony in music is a mathematical equation, octave, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh Yeah, two is the number of dualities. Number three is a spiritual number. Three, like for instance, there and it's like in um, fairy tales. There's three wishes. You get three guesses. There's three little pigs, three bears. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, the four elements of the earth. The number four is central to the worldview of the Sioux Native Americans with four groups of gods, superior, ally, subordinate, and spirit, four types of animal, creeping, flying, four-legged, and two-legged, and four ages of humans, infant, child, mature, and elderly. Their medicine men instructed them to carry out all activities in groups of four. Interesting. Someone had a little OCD. Huh? Canceled. I just got canceled. What did you say? I said someone had a little OCD. And then I said, oh, I just got canceled. Canceled mental health. Well, I'm sure Native Americans are... Are Native Americans, yeah, for sure. Yeah. As I'm like, it's so canceled. Um... (laughs) Anyway, this goes through, like, all of the frickin' numbers here, which is, like, to, like, the number 20. So, uh, the 20 has little mystical significance, but it is historically interesting because the Mayan number system used a base of 20. When counting time, Maya replaced 
20 times 20 equals 400 by 20 by times 18 equals 360 to approximate the number of days of the year. Many old units of measurement involve 20. For example, 20 shillings to the pound in pre-decimal British money. So, like, you know that I think that um, when there was all this hype about 2012 and the Mayan calendar and also Terence McKenna and time wave zero, like, everything was, like, supposedly calculated to be happening at 2012, this, like, end of ages or whatever, mm-hmm. or transition. And um, you know that I think it fucking happened in 2020. Like, I think it was miscalculated. I think whatever shift occur- is occurring, like, was centered in 2020. And it's interesting that they based all their shit on 20s, even though, like, they would have, like, their timing system of years, like, has nothing to do with ours. Mm -hmm. It's still interesting to me. Yeah, I mean. seems to be this big turning point in the world. I do believe there was a shift in 2012, though. I, yeah, I mean, it would make sense, especially because it's, it would be so, it's like the long cycle that they talk about ending. So you're right. Like, it makes sense that like things would kind of just be starting to get going right now. Well, and yeah, and that time has been accelerating from that point. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Um, but, you know. But 2020, yeah, ended up being like a fucked, a motherfucking fucked up year. I mean, there's definitely some mathematical, like, nature fucking happened in 2020. That's for sure. Well, there was, I mean, there was, like, the it was the coming together of a number of large planetary cycles that all synchronized at that time. Like, so, like, if one planet, like, maybe there, I don't remember specifically, like, I believe there was, like, a Saturnian cycle that coincided, which is, like, a 20-year cycle, with like another longer cycle, mm-hmm. um, you know, like whatever, a hundreds of year cycle, I feel like it was like maybe Uranus, I don't remember. So I guess what I'm saying is like these cycles take like, they only come together, like they come together very rarely because it's different numbers of years per, you know, for the cycle of each planet. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it that way, for sure, you would, you would like already know, you know what I mean? There was a major shift. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I just can't even how much happened in 2020. Like, no, I don't think any of us can even. Yeah. It's like, I don't think we will even for until we're long dead. And then we'll maybe start to even understand like what the fuck is going on. There's also like a bunch of like stock market crashes that are about to happen too. Yeah. We're like, it's, there's a lot of shit, you're right, going on. That um, we're apparently going to... feel like the market did just have a big crash. Yeah, like we're we're going to be going into another recession, probably. The inflation's like crazy, out of control, and yeah, there's a lot of fucking problems right now. Yeah, and I'm like, I guess inflation was like bound to happen because they were, the government was giving everyone money, but it was also like, like, they always blame poor people for that shit. But no, they printed all this fucking money and that's this is here we are. Yeah. Well, not only that, they like it's not only just that it's that it's capitalism, like because, yeah, they gave people money and then people like corporations were like raised all their prices to get more money. They just want to perpetually keep you poor. Like, I mean, that's what happened. Oh, yeah, (laughs) it is um, absolutely. I have no question in my mind. 
that it is by design. We already know there was like a major wealth trust transfer that happened. It's like fucking over. Yeah. Um, the stock market was up. So like it was up for all of the, that like 2020, 2021, yeah. all during this like COVID when like in reality shit was fucked. Like the stock market was saying like, go, go, go. So like all these rich people were able to like take a lot of money and yeah. it's, I feel like now it's over. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, there was like a big cash grab that happened. And now all of us in that are in the poor category have fallen to even poorer. And we yeah. haven't even barely realized it yet, but like, we're about to fucking say. I didn't, I didn't put a lot of, I just like put like some money into cryptocurrencies, like in the stock market, like not seriously, not a lot, like 15 bucks or something like, and, and like yeah. here and there. And I've like totally, I've lost all that money. It's gone. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't sell it at a loss. It'll go back up eventually. I know. Well, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. But I was just thinking of people that put like a lot of money in. Like, I'm like, that must be like so fucking scary. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it sucks. To, I think it sucks for people to see it. But I also think that people who are investing a lot of money, it's, it's, a, it's just like everything else. Like the market is cyclical. Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's like also it, I think it's better to have your money in the stock market or potentially in crypto if you're comfortable with that right now, because the other thing that I've like heard is that because of inflation, if you have your money just in a regular bank account in a savings account, like you're fucking losing, like yeah. you're actually losing money now. Um, so like if you're not putting your money in something that is going to increase, that is going to like increase in value, like stocks in a company. Um, and then again, you have to pick the right one. You know what I mean? Um, why are like you like, losing if it's just sitting there it's losing value why why is that like because of inflation so like the dollar uh -huh. itself is like losing value because of inflation so unless your money is growing by being like invested in something else that is growing if your money is just like in the u.s dollar which is not changing in value like your u.s dollar is losing value oh does that make sense yeah yeah. Um because money is just worth less. So like if you want your money to like keep up, you have to be investing it. God. Yeah, it's scary because also, yeah, then like what do you I mean it's generally like you're all right with gold. I've heard that like Bitcoin is like on par with gold as far as like putting your money in a place that is something that's secure. Um but like yeah, apparently I'm not, I'm oils I don't really fucking know anything. I just know what I like the little bit I've learned over the past couple of years. Apparently oil's the way to go right now. Is it? I mean, that makes sense, too. <laughs> because uh, of, like, what's going on in Ukraine. I don't gotcha. I, I don't fully understand it, but somebody told me that. I don't fully understand it either, but, I mean, I feel like oil always makes sense because, like, so much of our economy is just, like, based on oil and rich people are all about oil and oil is, like, how, you know, our goods get from one place to another and people get one. It's, it's, it's like basis of our economy. Oh my God. Which reminds me, I watched Dune. One. Dune, the, the, um, David Lynch Dune or the Dune that, no, the, the new the, Dune? The mainstream one. I didn't know there was a David Lynch Dune and that makes so much sense. Yeah. I didn't, I had no idea that. What? I love it. Oh, you like Dune? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I of course I do. I mean, I, yeah, I read the book. Uh, yeah, I like the movie. And, but no, I don't really like it. It's just a Messiah myth that is like really boring to me. Mm. It's like being well, raised yeah, Catholic. It's, it's like, uh, okay. It's like the same old story. 
Yeah, it's another Star Wars. Um, and but, but it's cool. I yeah, like it's cool. Like it's fine. But yeah, it's also though like. Um, like when I first read it, I was like, this is basically the way Frank Herbert, like cause science fiction is always based in, um, political, uh, you know, happenings like, or whatever. Some, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a, gotcha. like, why can I think of like, it's an analogy. It's not an analogy. It's a, it's a, well, I, I whatever. Know. It's a compare. Yeah. It's like fiction, but it's comparative to, um, current day politics an allegory an allegory thank you that's what i meant um so it's an allegory for um politics which is why people like get really into sci-fi because if you're interested in politics it's like kind of trying to understand political theory in a way but um the yeah and dune to me when i read it was like this is basically about the United States colonizing the Middle East for their oil. That's basically what this yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's why you brought it up. Oh, because, yeah, that's basically what it is. we're talking about oil. Yeah. And, like, the spice yeah, the is oil. Of, it, of course, yes, invest in oil. Jesus you know, Christ. And Atreides is basically, what is he? Is like, Scottish-Irish um, dude. Um which is, you know, England is, the, they're the original colonizers. Um, but yeah, so uh, in that sort of sense, I don't like it. What, but I do really like David Lynch's Dune because, you know, he gets like really into the metaphysical like shit, like, yes. you know, the I Benny Gesserit oh and God. all that. Yeah. I didn't know it existed. It's like going to be the next thing that I do today is fucking watch that. Oh my God, you're going to fucking love it. It's oh trippy my God, as fuck. I already know. Because that's the thing. That's what I loved about <laughs> The new one with Zendaya, okay? Like, yeah. I love... Because everything is, like, super large scale and, like, super empty. And the whole time, you just can feel how, like, isolated they are, like, out in this desert. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, like, this, like, empty... Oh, my God. I, just, I, I thought it really created a mood. Um, also, like, bros love to be, like, Dune is feminist because of the Bene Gesserit. But I'm, like, no, it's not. Basically, it's, like hating women because it's like women that are it's like if you're a nerd and you're afraid of women that's what the Benny Gesserit are because they actually are in control of everything and they control you like they could speak with mm-hmm. their shrill voice that's and what make his you mom is? Is she's a Benny Gesserit is that what's that so I'm sorry his mom is a Benny Gesserit yeah. is that accurate yes yeah yes okay that's yeah, and that's and right. he's like the first um male born with the benny Gesserit like um powers which is not allowed it like benny i Ge- kind of got that from the movie yeah that's not allowed it has to like be passed down to females only because men can endure pain like which is like it, which is totally the way like females have a higher threshold for pain biologically oh, so which is, is explaining things in the movie to me what's that it's like explaining some things that happened in the movie. Oh, yeah. So, but in any case, yeah. So, um, but the, actually, I will say this. Like, so the new Dune movie, like when I first, I read Dune and I watched the David Lynch movie after I read Dune and I actually didn't like really like it because um, I was like, this isn't what Dune was from the book. Like it didn't visually look like what I read in the book, right? Gotcha. But I also I appreciated that David Lynch was like, you know, being like getting really metaphysical into um, 
like like real trippy and into that like thing like what the spice is about kind yeah. of thing and him and, like talking in the desert and shit yeah and that visualization so like um in oh, that I way i enjoyed it but i will say with the movie the new movie june um is exactly like the book like it it is very is true to the book like visually like, gotcha. a vi- like to me, I was like, and that's literally my only thing is that visually David Lynch's Dune just didn't connect to me from my reading experience. It just didn't connect. But like the movie, the new movie, and I can't, I like, ugh, who's the director, director of the new Dune? He's like, hmm, I don't know, but I loved name? it. I visually absolutely loved it. It was beautiful. Dennis um, Vill- Villeneuve. The villain never view whatever the fuck his name is yeah so um but like his movie visually was like literally what i experienced when i read it i was like this is like matched perfectly with my reading experience so um in that way that's important (laughs) well yeah in that way i really enjoyed it that's why i really liked it um yeah so uh i Oh, and he's doing Rendezvous with Rama, which I have also read next. Villeneuve's making a film on that. Um, which, anyway, so, but yeah, I, I, though, yeah, David Lynch's Dune is, like, just trippy as fuck. I mean, and in a lot of ways, it's accurate. It is accurate. Um, because, like, the Emperor is, like, a, this worm-like creature, like, and, you know, they... You know, he's very worm-like in the new Dune. But in the other one, he's like, he's like, oh my God, he's so gross. He's like in this fucking tank. It's, he's so fucking gross. Like David Lynch makes him like absolutely disgusting. Also, David, uh, David Bowie's in the uh, David Lynch Dune as well. So like the old Dune is the David Lynch Dune. Yeah, yeah. Oh, holy shit. And it has fun. Like, what? where have I been? Where have I been for this? Because this, I saw, I saw a meme even like weeks ago. And it was like, it was like, um, Dune is, Dune is Star Wars for people who listen to Tool. And I, oh, yeah, that it. makes but then sense. when I was watching a movie, I was that's like, funny. yes, it is. For sure. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so I mean, I can't wait for the new the Dune part two. I'm glad there's a part two being made because that was my other thing. Like, I was like, they just got started. Like when the movie ended, I was like, this is literally just the beginning. There's so much more. Um, At the end of the new movie. Yeah, I was like, she says that to him. She the last thing in the movie is Zendaya says, "This is just the beginning." Yeah, I know, and it's like I was. It's like damn yeah it really leaves you wanting more so um and anyway yeah so anyway but that's like my i'm like it's my thing is like it's not that deep i don't like people who are like so like whatever but the benny jesuit is not complimentary to women for anyone out there trying to make the feminist thing like basically um they they're secretive and they keep secrets from men and they actually control the destiny of the world in their like mm-hmm. emotionally and manipulative ways and they use their shrill view- voices to control people oh, that's so that's super that is like anti-feminist shit yeah that is they are but it's kind of that's it's like funny though mom, like narcissistic mother bullshit 
It, I mean, it's funny, though. I think it's funny, but I wouldn't say it's feminist. And I wouldn't say it's completely yeah. inaccurate of women. Like, we do have no. shrill, shrill voices and yell at our boyfriends and make them do things, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes, sure. If that is part of being a woman, for sure, is being shrill. And we do and, have a higher you know, threshold being a harpy And fuck you all, men. We hate you. It's the truth. Feminism is about hating men. Yes. I'll just say it. Yeah. The whole time. It is. Just, no, I'm just kidding. Like, fuck, fucking people being crazy. Um, anyway, no, yeah, we totally do that shit because we're human beings. Like, yeah. men have, like, shitty things about them, too. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's like, and it, but it's actually, like, very yin, too. You know, yin, because it's, like, hidden, you know, that kind of shit. It's, yeah. It, it, the, the archetypal feminine. Uh, but, yeah, so basically, Atreides is, like, an illegal... He's, he's like an illegally born. And also, you know, that his mom's actually a concubine, like not like his dad. That was hinted at in the, in the movie a couple times. But yeah, you don't really know till the end until the worm, the emperor is like you and your concubine. Yeah. I mean, she's his favorite. But I thought that was favorite. just an insult. I thought they just were not married. Uh, no, there, I mean, he wasn't married to anyone. And, um, but yeah, she was his concubine and, um, you know, so he had many different, like, there's a scene where she, like, where they're, when they first get to whatever the spice land, like, yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. like a super Dune fan. The planet, I don't don't know. Yeah, I don't know the fucking names of anything. Whatever. The planet they were taking over. Getty, Getty Primes. I know that because it's the name of a fucking Grimes, Grimes' first album. Oh, yeah, Grimes would be totally, like, a Dune Yeah, I, I just realized, like, the whole album's named after shit in the movie. That's, like, my favorite of her album. Um, but, yeah, so when they first arrive and, like, all the the procession of the women that she's with or whatever, those are just all his concubines that, that are, like, getting off. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. But she's most important because she's most yeah, important. Yeah, she's the be- mommy concubine. Concubine. Well, yeah, because she gave him a son, so she's like the most important. But um, so feminine. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. That is so (laughs) not. That's so anti-feminist. Like, right, and like none of the women who were born with this fucking power could be the the messiah. It has to be like put in a man to be like, well, fuck you. Yeah, totally, and um, and that's why like she did go against the creed like. She wasn't. She was supposed to abort the child if it was a male, because mm. mm-hmm. like and but she wanted to give birth to an heir, and she also mm-hmm. knew about the prophecy and was like maybe he's maybe he's the one you know so yeah. she went through with the pregnancy anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know that. I mean, I only read the first book. Um, there's like I don't know. There's a shit ton of dune books it's like a whole thing um that's what i was trying to ex- well i was trying to explain it to carl because yeah he like didn't realize that it was like from a book and that there's like a whole universe like star wars yeah there's like children of dune also like atreides child like in the future is like a, literally a worm like he's a worm oh. Like, he has a oh, worm well, kick. yeah, because he gets, like, so into the desert, I guess. Yeah, because he, like, got, he, like, breeded with, like, a fucking, I don't know. I don't know any of this. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't know any of this shit, really. I'm just, like, but I just know that Atreides' son is is a worm. He's not human. Like, then. <laughs> it's fucking weird. But, um, yeah. 
uh, I would say like my like my favorite like trippy sci-fi um, book would be um, Octavia Butler's um, what was what was um, her books not uh, I'm like uh, oh wait her books were listed right there um. It's like hers is like named like children of something. Um, Lilith Brood. That's a, that's a trilogy that is really good. And it's based on Dune? No, it's not based on Dune. It's her own oh. universe. Um, I don't know. But. Lilith Yeah, I mean, it's been like, I mean, I read it like five years ago now so I'm really rusty on it but uh I just remember visually and the like world building and the like just the human like just the human insightfulness and intelligence of it was like fucking insane like like Dune I was reading and it was like bro bro shit oh, this yeah, is, yeah. Like, you know yeah gotcha yeah but Lilith's Brood like blew my fucking mind I was like like so incredible so incredible um just i'm waiting for her like when's this when's this movie coming out because that shit was like just wow so ahead of its time um but whatever uh i'm cute now i'm I'm very curious about it it's i mean it's a trilogy there's three books in lilith's brood um what are they? What are the three? It's also called Xenogenesis. Mm. Um, and Lilith, who is obviously the main character, uh, is, you know, the character you follow through, like, the three trilo- trilogies. But what are the names of all the books? I, I could look it up in my... Dawn, Imago, and Lilith Brood, I think, is the first one. Anyway. I recommend. It's way be- It's way better than Dune. If I ever go with Beyond the Shore again, I'll totally create it. <laughs> you'll you'll if I ever do that again in my life. Um you should come down my mom and I got a place again. You should come down again. Oh, I would love to come down for a day again. I had such a good time last time. I had so fun putting, like, saving the fucking horseshoe crabs on the back. Yeah. Bring it. Speaking, like, wow. Horseshoe crabs are awesome. They haven't evolved ever in, like, 350 billion years. And they exist just as they were. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs of the beach. Anyway. magical blue blood that's used in making pharmaceuticals. Um... What's that? They have magical blue blood. Uh-huh. It's not actually magical. It's scientifically magical. Uh-huh. Um, it's used in making pharmaceuticals. I, I don't know exactly what, but it's, like, very valuable. Yeah. But I think, like, it can be harvested without, like, killing them or something. Like, it's not one of those things that's... 
Can you? I'm sure you can do it inhumanely, but I think you can do it without. Can you talk after the podcast today? Yeah. Oh, okay. That it'll be for our Patreon listeners. Yeah, and we'll talk about what our vaginas look like. Um. So I think we should do closing thoughts on uh, this. I mean, we've been. Oh, right when I said that, it's twelve twelve. Oh shit! Hold on. Let's see what twelve twelve is. Angel number 1212 is a message from your angels that you need to stay positive and share love with your family. When you see it, it's a reminder to shift your thought patterns from the negative to the positive. Pause, take a breath, and see where you can make that shift in the way you're thinking at that exact moment. Okay, I mean, I was thinking, like, this podcast sucks. So maybe I shouldn't, I should be, like, more positive about our podcast mm-hmm. what were you thinking mm-hmm. what were you thinking just then oh i was thinking 12 is the end of the, like it's the 12th house of, oh my god 12 is the last house of the zodiac so it's the end the end of the podcast oh nice i like your thing also the last number on the clock 12 yeah oh oh um so uh, what is, wow, there's like, when I went in Google, 1212 angel number twin flame. Have you heard of this twin flame shit? No. Um, it's apparently like, so you're, I think it's another word, word for, um, soulmate. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, anyway, so yeah, closing thoughts on angel numbers. Um, I thought this was interesting. I never had heard of angel numbers before you brought them up to me to do this podcast a couple weeks ago. And then also wanted to mention that in that time, another synchronistic thing that happened was that like, I was on Reddit on unrelated reading some posts and there was just like this random post that was like, someone commented on another person's comment and both of them had the number 444 at the end of their username. And then one person put like angel number 444. And I was like, never fucking heard of angel numbers. And now I'm seeing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Also makes me feel like we should look up the number four for the podcast. Yeah. 444 protection, the universe and your spiritual guides are protecting you. And then four, and I think I did talk about four. Oh yeah, the four elements of the earth. Oh, interesting. Also in Tarot the Magician, right? He has like the four, and there's four like suits. Well, and then there's like in the biblical sense, in the revelation of John, the four horsemen of the apocalypse wreak destruction destruction upon humanity humanity oh that's probably why i saw the number four regarding the podcast (laughs) (laughs) we're we're on episode 60 we're 40 episodes away from our 100th episode which is when we're gonna end the podcast and delete all all of the uh, episodes from the internet forever that's beautiful um very impressionist yeah so i guess um my closing thoughts on angel numbers i guess would just be reiterating that 
for the most part, I just see them as um, the spirit world trying to make a connection to you and to be aware of your present moment and your intentions. And yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's, you know, um, I guess I do believe in a spirit world. Yeah, I do. And I used to not, but I, I totally, There's I, just, I think it's like our conscious mind extending beyond our physical selves. Yeah, and also there's just too many coincidences that I can't ignore, you know. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So I guess. Uh. See you at Wawa. Yeah. See you, Wawa. Okay. Um. Bye. See. Yeah. See you at Wawa. Have I been not? Uh, okay, I've been recording this whole time. That's good. Be <laughs> great. <laughs> Podcast. Do do do. Two hoes, two hoes. Whorehouse on the hill. From Delco. Whorehouse on the hill. Oh, yeah, it's the whorehouse on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.